Hello everyone and welcome to The In-Between. I'm your host Naomi Loud and on this episode we'll be diving into the historical context of Friday the 13th and I think there's going to be a longer period of just astrological forecast because Mercury retrograde is heading our way. So there's a specific reason why I want to talk about Friday the 13th but let's just start with the general idea of what it means, what it really means, right? Friday the 13th. Um, it's been considered, just the number 13 has been considered unlucky for a long, long time. And uh, we can blame the patriarchy <laughs> for that very reason. Um, but so there's been um, connections to Friday and then connections to 13th throughout history. Um, but it was only in 1930, if I'm not mistaken, um, that a, a novelist wrote a story about how he would crash the stock, stock, bleh, <laughs> the stock market. And he chose Friday the 13th as the day that he would crash this whole thing, right? Which is actually interesting that I was thinking about that, how it's interesting that Friday the 13th, once again, was um, connected to something so capitalistic, right, as the stock market. So there's this definite um, rewrite of this this powerful day, really, because, um, you know, even for me, I was impressionable, definitely, when I was younger, uh, especially with uh, anything that was had to do with superstition or witchcraft, um, which I've, I think I've sort of discussed that in the first episode when I talked about my like quote unquote origin story, but, uh, I sort of kept away or I just believed the, the general consensus that 13 was unlucky and Friday the 13th was doubly unlucky. But I, once again, and yes, I've mentioned this, um, once again, I am so saddened that I did not learn that my grandmother used to get her cards read every Friday the 13th because she was born on 13th of November. Every year she would get her cards read on Friday the 13th. And I never knew this. And uh, she passed away. So I just totally missed that entire part of her that would have been a very cool connection. But anyways, I digress. So um, there's connection to 13 being uh, unlucky because there's the, you know, the biblical connections to it because Judas was the 13th um, apostle. Is that what it is? Apostle to the dinner, to the Last Supper. And... Um, there's also, I feel like I had read once that there was this other, uh, you know, connection where there was this, uh, the, the Knights of the Round Table, there was some sort of massacre that happened on Friday the 13th. But it's all sort of just nebulous, like there's no like clean point, pinpoint to why Friday the 13th except for that book, why that it became such a, and then obviously the uh, movies, 
uh, Friday the 13th came out and sort of, sort of just um, solidified that in our consciousness. But when we uh, just take those those things and uh, apart, Friday is connected to Venus, the planet Venus. Um, so, you know, you know where I'm going with this. It all boils down to um, the womanhood, femininity, anything, whatever, anything that is against uh, patriarchy. It's the uh, effacement. Is that a word in English? It's a word in French. Uh, the the you know uh, invisibility of womanhood and the and the fear. The straight-up basic fear that men had back in the Dizays, you know, of the quote-unquote invisible power we held, you know. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to read two quotes of uh, something I found uh, reading an, A Natural History of Love, uh, I think like a year ago. Um, it doesn't have anything to do specifically to Friday the 13th, but it was two quotes just to demonstrate um, how, you know, you, we, it's interesting. And this is why I like to study history is like, like, you know, we all sort of deeply in a, in a, like, in a way we all know that history was shit for women, right? We all know this, but it's a different sort of knowing when you like hear how they would describe women <laughs> back in the days. And you're like, oh, it wasn't just like, it was like total and utter disgust, right? And um, so here, so two quotes here. One says, A woman is beautiful to look upon, contaminating to the touch, and deadly to keep. A necessary evil, a natural temptation, an evil of nature painted with fair colors, a liar by nature. A woman is more carnal than a man, all witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which is in women insatiable. So already there, you can feel the like complete distrust and repulsion almost. But speaking of repulsion, listen to this one. This one has like stuck with me forever. Um, so this is Father Odin. He was alive in eleven in the eleven hundreds, and this dude is like in the church and he's thinking these things about women okay he says indeed if men were endowed with the power of visual penetration and could see what there is beneath the skin the mere sight of a woman would nauseate them that feminine grace is only sebura blood humor and bile consider what is hidden in the nostrils in the throat in the belly filth everywhere how can we desire to hold in our arms the bag of excrement itself? Excuse me? <laughs> Wild. It, that just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. So, that being said, Friday was, uh, is, is a Friday, it's, is very, um, sorry, I'm getting distracted by, like, all these cats in the studio right now. Um, they are the Friday is the magic of the I don't necessarily like to use this word but I'm going to use it the divine feminine um 
And then 13th, so when you think about um, the number 12 and how it is very orderly, um, everything is like you can uh, divide it pro all like properly, everything comes in 12s, it's like equal, it has an order to it, right? Um, everything is associated to 12, 12, uh, you know. 12 signs of the zodiac, there's 12 months. Um, so we're, we're used to that, to that, uh, to that number. And then up comes 13th and it totally fucks up the balance and the equilibrium. And all of a sudden, nothing really, <laughs> any, nothing really makes sense with number 13th. And so it sort of represents the the um the unknown it represents just like the quote-unquote feminine uh energy it, it invites us into this sort of more uh unconscious world the 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 subconscious right um so it's all things that cannot be managed it can't be really controlled and i mean men have tried to control it all through history, but uh, we have proven time and time again that we will not <laughs> be controlled in such a way. And it's, um, you know, eventually this fucking system is going to collapse and uh, <laughs> we're going to rule the world. <laughs> anyway, so... The reason I brought up Friday the 13th is because I'm sure that most of you uh, have made the connection that on March the 13th, which was a Friday the 13th, um, the confinement, the quarantine basically started. And this isn't any real prediction, really. It's just I wanted to, like, bounce this off of you guys for you to think about it, too, because I find it real interesting that um, it, it kind of come came with me because you know and so all of this to come back to when in 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 the you know in the magical world Friday the thirteenth is is a great day and it's a it's a great day to do spells to practice magic to sort of you know connect with the source um, and so there it's it's some it's a portal in a way you know it's a very it's a it's just a straight up magical day, right? I love Friday the Thirteenth, and um, and it feels like with this twenty twenty brouhaha happening, that this Friday the Thirteenth was also a portal as well. You know, like we literally walked into something unprecedented, and it uh, piqued my interest to see when the next Friday the 13th would be. And lo and behold, oh, did you see, did you hear my cat just there? Um, lo and behold, the next Friday the 13th is November the 13th, which is not long after the U.S. elections. And I, once again, I, like I said, I have no predictions. I just thought that was wildly interesting and worth noting and discussing. Because, um, 
as much as, you know, most of my listeners are probably Canadian, uh, we are definitely, um, not connected, but we are affected by what happens in the States and most of the world is affected by it. And, uh, no matter who wins, uh, things are going to be weird. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I don't know. It's just all of the fall, this fall is going to be a little bit on the weird side. And this is why I wanted to bring up Friday the 13th, but also why I wanted to bring up Mercury Retrograde. So, um, let's jump into the astrological forecast now because there's, there's a lot to discuss, I find, especially if I'm going to talk about the upcoming Mercury retrograde. So I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so let's ease into this. Uh, Let's start with the most obvious of what's happening this week on the 22nd, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, The sun moves into Libra at 9.31 a.m. Okay, so we've had a little bit of uh, a taste of what that feels like because Mercury has been in Libra since the 5th of September. But the move into Libra is um, particularly important, let's say, uh, this year, I find, uh, ever since I've Ever since I've started studying astrology, I thought it was interesting how leading up to the elections, um, the, the, the U.S. elections, it's Libra season, and then the elections themselves are, uh, during Scorpio season. (laughs) Uh, because Libra, as much as people talk about Libra with this, like, you know, uh, they love things that are aesthetically pleasing. It's all about balance. But what you know that that the 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 a very the purest form I find often in Libras is that sense of um, equality and justice that really um, holds them to a standard, not to a higher standard, but you know some yeah, but like to yeah. <laughs> to a standard that they they would love to everyone to rise with them to that standard right and that standard is um libras have a unique ability to understand all of the sides okay even the shitty ones even the people that we don't understand libra will find a way to connect with them okay and it doesn't mean that um that libras just sort of you know look for the good and disregard the atrocities let's say that you know either the society or people in general have done it's that there's um there's always that need to understand where the connection is because libras inherently understand that we are all human and there's humanity in every single one of us, okay? Some of us just didn't have the proper upbringing, you know? Like, what happened? There's that sense of reaching out. What happened to you? Do you want to talk about it? You know, that's a Libra thing. 
So you're all sort of invited now, especially, you know, it's happening in, in, you know, I talk about the States a lot, but like it's happening in Canada also. And, um, what's happening too is I've been, I don't know if you guys have listened, I've watched the, um, the documentary called, uh, the social, fuck, I don't even remember. It's the social something, but it's about social media and how the people who invented Facebook and all the algorithms and Instagram didn't realize how big of an effect it would, it would, you know, they knew it, it would affect, you know, society-ish, I guess, but the way that it mo- pretty much fucked it up <laughs> real hard is because now everyone holds a different reality in the palm of their hands. And this comes right back to Neptune and Pisces that I've talked about before. This um, this veil that people have on their eyes of thinking their reality is the only one. There is a complete disconnect from everything else. So now more than ever, we need the energy of Libra season to come back and say, hey, did you know (laughs) that ultimately we are all just humans trying to connect, you know? And how can we uphold uh, virtue and not in the like snobby way, but the just the virtuous ability for humans to do good. Okay, Libra season is here to finally make us see all sides of everyone's experience and understand if somehow, some way, we can meet in the middle. Because the reason I brought up Canada is like, how the fuck did this happen where now there's um, anti-mask Manifest, uh, protests in in Montreal, okay, and it's not even really that that I'm annoyed by, is the fact that why are there people holding up Trump flags and American flags at a Canadian protest? Like this is how warped things have become. That what they think that they're that this has anything to do with what's going on in Canada. Anyway, I'm digressing, but it's 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 just a weird thing that's going on. So um there's a there's a there's a disconnect from everything else that doesn't you know uh vibe with you. You know, you're in your corner, I'm in my corner. I only want to hear uh from like like-minded people and Libra's like, "No, no, no. <laughs> that's not how it goes, dude, you know? That's not how we can work things out. So, tis the season of Libra, you know, but you know on the on the lighter, funnier side, um it's well not funnier, but it's definitely the season of uh just general like general relationships in general. Um there's <laughs> when was it? That it was like last year. Libra season had just started and I heard this like couple fight outside and I was like, Libra season, <laughs> you know? So uh, it, it, it just makes us work on, it puts the light on all of our 
relationships and partnerships as a society as a whole and on a one-on-one level, okay? So uh, I've discussed, and also what's happening this week I'm noticing is that Mercury, which is still in Libra, so now we're going to have two planets in Libra giving us that Libra vibe. Um, Mercury will be doing some more or less difficult transits throughout the throughout the week. So on uh, today, actually, today Mercury is square in Pluto. So there's a definite um, tension between uh, your thinking and there's and and the moon is in uh, Scorpio still. So there's a sense of uh, you know try not to mm, uh, s- sort of uh, what's the word stay in those sort of gloomy doomy feelings that can typically come up with that square. Um, Pluto's just here to be like, hey, you haven't thought about this in a while. Why don't we talk about it and then release it, you know? And then we move on to the next day where then, uh, no, it's on the 23rd. So uh, 22nd, there's the sun in Libra. And let's, let's not forget that on the same day, there's a huge shift in energies. That's like a straight up fact right now huge shift in energies where um, there's the equinox. So uh, the equinox is when uh, the season changes. So uh, fall is officially upon us. And um, there is a, uh, it's the um, day where it's equal light and equal dark. And then slowly it will become more and more of the dark, right? Um, so this in itself for it to be at the same time as the, the change of seasons, uh, there's a balance being asked of us. And I, I talked about this on, with the um, collective tarot reading I did on, uh, Instagram yesterday on my IGTV, but there is a definite, um, sort of ask the universe is asking us to slow down. Uh, especially with Mars retrograde, everything is asking us to slow down. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean? I've literally been in quarantine, but it doesn't matter. Uh, there's, you don't have to be doing something physically to need to slow down. Your, your brain <laughs> needs to slow down also. And with all these transits um, happening too, what that all has to do with your mental capacity. There's a, uh, just chill, man. Just fucking chill for a second (laughs) and then on the 23rd um we will be uh it will be the uh first quarter moon so i've discussed this on instagram last time it was the first quarter uh this one's in capricorn last time was in sagittarius and um I've come to realize that the first quarter is also is is actually uh, very important in the cycle of the moon cycle um, because when full the full moon comes, you've you're at the point of letting go, right? But it's not at the full moon that you're gonna be like, oh, what do I need to let go? On the full moon, you already know. So the first quarter, which is a week before the full moon, is here to show you where things aren't going your way, what needs to give. 
So it's a it's a con- it's a uh, contraction. You know, it feels um, not. It doesn't feel great. And I had noticed that just in general. I've always felt like first quarters were affecting me a lot more. Uh, but now I understand it a little bit more. And, and that matched with Mercury squaring Saturn. Saturn gives you that sense of uh, tightening uh, that you, your, your thoughts have, uh, you know, you almost feel like you're, you're being smothered in a way by limitations. Okay. And for the moon to be in Capricorn, while this square with Saturn is happening, there's a lot of this, um, the energy that's overall happening in 2020, it's almost like a micro, um, a micro effect of the same energy of feeling restricted, of feeling like nothing's moving. But so the question is, and especially with the restriction of that first quarter, what needs to give then? Okay. What can you do to either soften that restriction if you just have to kind of lean into that and ask yourself, well, okay, what can I do to soften that energy in my own life, you know? And then uh, the, the the very next day, uh, we have Mercury opposing Mars and Mars is, is retrograde right now. So uh, there's definitely going to be a heightened uh frustration so really pay attention to your thoughts this week because um like like we a lot of us know and you know it's hard to remember constantly but we are not our thoughts we are observing we are the observer we have we are the observer of all of the things of our body of of our thoughts of our situations of our emotions we are not they are not us. That is not our identity. Our soul is beyond that, right? So um, take a moment to breathe and find time to meditate if you can. If you don't meditate, just take a walk, stare at a wall, literally. You know, I mean, just re- try to reset your brain when you feel those moments rising where you feel like nothing is, nothing's giving, nothing is 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 working your way just pause and breathe and remember this is temporary and remember that you know so what are you learning through this right what what are you learning patience are you learning how to just uh, take it step by step you know what i mean it everything is here to to make us evolve in a way that's unique to our situation right um and there's going to be a few little void of course. I've talked about this on Instagram also, what a void of course moon is, where um, it happens when when a, a moon is about, when the moon is about to change signs, okay? Um, sometimes it 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 goes into this uh, sort of void where it uh, has it has it sorry <laughs> It's done doing any aspects to all of the other planets. So it's it's done talking to anyone. So there's a lapse of time where it's sort of just untethered, unfettered, untethered, whatever, um, from anything. And it's just sort of, you know, floating in the air, <laughs> just being a moon without any real identity until it moves into the other sign. 
Um, so sometimes that lasts for like literally a, a, like an hour. Sometimes it lasts like two days. Some like, but that's like on the rare occasion. Um, so the one that I wanted to bring up was the one because ones. So there's a Vorta course. Uh, there's a Vorta course today. Uh, it only lasts for an hour, so it's from two to three ish. Okay, so this afternoon. Um, and so, yes, I sort of forgot to say, like, yeah, so the vo Voida Course, Voida Course Moon usually uh, makes you feel a little bit more um, directionless, like you can't really focus or pay attention. It's just, you know, it's recommended to just like stick to your routine, don't start something new, or literally just do like lunar activities, which is, you know, daydream, sleep, you know, don't do anything that really needs like mental awareness, really. Um, and then the, uh, on the first quarter, so when all of this sort of constriction, constricting energy is happening on Wednesday, um, <clears throat> you, we have avoided course at 1.30 p.m. till the evening, until it, until the moon actually changes into Capricorn and then the first quarter happens at 9.55. So when, from 1.32 to 7.16 p.m., the moon will be void of course. Okay. So this is, uh, this podcast is going a little bit longer than I thought. And, uh, also heads up, we are moving into Mercury in Scorpio on the 27th, but that I will discuss on the next, uh, podcast on the next episode. However, speaking of Mercury in Scorpio, let's talk about the Mercury retrograde coming our way, okay? So the the actual Mercury retrograde is happening on the um, October 13th to November 3rd, okay? So this to me is also another like interesting moment and fact. So not only do we have that Friday the 13th, 10 days after the election, but on the day of the election, November 3rd, is when Mercury stations direct. So all that time before, we'll be working with two major retrogrades, which is Mercury and Mars, okay? So it's going to be interesting and just something to observe. However... Uh, there's a lot of, the, you know, Mercury in Scorpio, let's face it, not the most comfortable. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of purging happening. Um, I tend to enjoy Scorpio energies, maybe because I am prone to enjoy the purge. <laughs> but if you've been sort of, you know, not paying attention or avoiding the things that you need to pay attention to, buckle up baby it's on its way okay sorry not sorry you gotta do this to evolve let's just be real here okay however so this is the straight up mercury retrograde right so october 13th to november 3rd um it's not only going to be in scorpio so it's mercury since it's retrograde right so it's moving backwards it's actually going to move backwards into libra so 
this fall, what energies are going to be the most uh, important energies to work with and that we are all asked to sort of dive real deep in is Libra and Scorpio. So from October 13th to October uh, 27, it's going to be in Scorpio. Then it's going to move back from October 27th to November 3rd, still in Libra. Well, not still, it's going to go back into Libra. So on November 3rd, the on the day of the U.S. election, Mercury is actually going to be in Libra season, at uh, Libra season, in Libra uh, the sign of Libra, which is the sign of social de- justice, you know, which interesting fact. Okay. So in total, okay, in total with the pre-shadow and the post-shadow. So what is that? Okay. We're, it's, we're about to enter it. So retrogrades have shadow periods and sometimes, especially with Mercury, some people feel the energy of the pre-shadow and the post-shadow even more strongly than the actual, you know, linear time of the Mercury retrograde, if we call it, we can call it linear. Um, and we're, interestingly enough, will be in, uh, entering it on the day of the first quarter on the 23rd, okay? So that day so to a day after the equinox a day after the sun goes into libra we i not only have the first quarter the void of course the uh mercury opposition uh, uh no mercury square mercury square saturn but we also enter the shadow period of mercury retrograde so that's going to last till well it's going to last till uh Mercury retrograde begins, stations retrograde on October 13th, and then the post-shadow period is going to be up until the 20th of November. So we're not out of the woods. So you see how this is an entire fall thing. (laughs) Okay, we're going to be deeply, deeply working with the um, energies of Libra and Scorpio. In total, we're going to have... I think I miscalculated this, so it's going to be, I think there's, uh, like, 40 days, 40-ish days with the Libra energy with Mercury, and then Scorpio, we have 52 days of Scorpio being in, uh, Mercury being in Scorpio, and the average usually is 15 to 30, so you see that there's a, a lengthening of time where we're, we're, Uh, working with this energy so if we count the Mars retrograde Aries Libra and Scorpio are big contenders this year if well also Capricorn Um, but that's just been a 2020 thing so there's no real like I'm not predicting anything I just think it's very interesting how these energies are really working along with this US elections also but on a personal level uh, there is going to be a, a definite introspection vibes happening, uh, basically starting now, okay? I find that the, the pre-shadow period usually affects me more than the Mercury retrograde. Um, but if it doesn't, just um, it's definitely a time to ask yourself, how can I slow down? Or even your body is going to tell you to slow down and your 
and and all of these like squares happening between the planets with Mercury right now, this week, is also another sort of indication of how can I slow down? How can I stop working against the energies at play here? So, uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a moody, a moody fall. Uh, I recommend doing a lot of journaling and just more or less going inside you know there's uh there's a need to reconnect to your inner world it's uh and scorpio is all about connecting to the inner world so it's like that 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 mix between libra and scorpio you know they're really helping <laughs> helping us f- work out a lot of differences quote unquote in us and in society it's like Libra, like I said, makes us understand where we can connect. And then Scorpio is like, okay, let's purge. So it's like this, like, going back and forth and back and forth with this energy until finally we're, uh, we're done with it. Um, Mercury, so let me just check this. So Scorpio, Scorpio is finally out, uh, Mercury is finally out of Scorpio on December 1st. So you see it's going to take a while uh, because of the, the, the retrograde. It goes back into Libra and then back into Scorpio. And then if you want to take a quick note of this, Libra has... Uh, sorry, I keep saying the sign instead of the planet. Mercury has been in Libra since uh, the 5th of September. Then... Um, from the 27th and then it ends on the 27th so then from the 27th of september to the 27th of october so an entire month uh we're going to be in scorpio energy then on the 27th of october till the 10th of november we're going to be back in libra energy and then from the 10th of november to the december 1st we're back in scorpio so you see it it's like it's like a ping pong libra scorpio libra scorpio so it's it's those are the name of the the name of the game or whatever so if you want to work with these energies and sort of remind yourself that you're working with these energies I would highly recommend if you have an altar and if you work with tarot to take out the justice card which is Libra and the death card which is Scorpio you know and then really just work through how this is manifesting in your own life all right my babes so that's it. That's all. Um, you know, we're all in it together. We're going to be fine. <laughs> we just have to work with and not against. Okay. So as per usual, um, I just wanted to do a little reminder. I always forget to do it at the beginning, but I do offer readings if you're interesting. <laughs> if you're interesting, <laughs> if you're interested, uh, I do astrology <clears throat> birth charts and I also do tarot. Uh, you can uh, find more of this content on my Instagram, like I've mentioned throughout the show. And um, and that's really it. If you've liked this, you know what to do. Share, rate, review. That always helps. And uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs>